We read from 1 John, the end of chapter 2, beginning of chapter 3. Hear these words. And now, little children, abide in Christ, so that when He is revealed, we may have confidence and not be put to shame before Him at His coming. If you know that He is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who does right has been born of Him. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this, when He is revealed, we will be like Him, for we will see Him as He is, and all who have this hope in Him purify themselves just as he is pure. Join me in a prayer. Grace us with yourself, O God. Grace us with yourself that we might hear, that we might be shaped, that we might live our lives as you would have us live. Grace us, we pray, with yourself in Jesus Christ. Amen. So ever since Easter Sunday, we have been reading 1 John together. It's a letter written by someone who has become convinced that because of Jesus Christ, we have new life. From the very first Word written in the letter itself, from the very first word, John has begun assuring us of different things that God has given us in this Easter life, as we call it. He's assured us of light, assured us of knowledge. In other words, so far we've been told that we've been given the ability to know God as well as the ability to Walk in the light of God. We've been assured of life, this Easter life that we live. And each week he adds more to this list of assurances that are to help us live an Easter life, to live more like Christ lived and lives. That's that's what John is doing. In fact, John, as we said last week, is telling us why we're here, that we are here, in fact, to learn more about who Jesus is, not just in our head, but in our heart, in our hands, in our feet, in our, in our soul, from the very, to the very tips of our toes, that we are here to learn more about how to live as if it's Easter Sunday every single day. So each week he adds to the list, and this week is no different. One more addition to the list with the words we read just a moment ago. See what love the Father has given us that we might be called children of God, and that is what we are. In other words, assurance number three, we are assured of belonging. Belonging. Every single one of us wants to belong. There is not a person in this room that 
doesn't have the desire to belong. We want to be part of something that's bigger than us. We want to be accepted. We want to be part of community. It is hardwired in us from the moment we take our first breath. The desire is there. Babies mimic those around them in order to belong, you might, you might say. We want to belong. And, and we, we don't do it very well. We don't, know, we don't know how to do it. I look around today and and I see a lot of examples of how we don't do community well. We don't know how to treat one another. We don't know how to even look at one another. From a very early age, we, we learn how to ensure that we belong. And how do we do that? By pointing out someone who doesn't belong. We point out the one who's slower than everyone else or or doesn't doesn't look the same or doesn't can't afford the same clothes as us or we point out the one who doesn't belong in order to assure that we belong we learn it at an early age and we 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 never really grow out of it they're different than us they're not like us they don't belong We never grow out of it and we never forget when the person who doesn't belong is us, right? We never forget that. Every one of us, I'm sure, has a memory of a moment or a time in our life when we knew we weren't really part of things. We don't like that. That feeling never quite goes away. Psychologists will tell you that the desire to belong runs so deep, in fact, that when we don't feel as if we belong, we experience severe consequences from it. That feeling deep down in our gut that we never want to experience again, and it, we never forget it. We want to belong. There's part of me that always thinks of the moment in Genesis when God says, it's not good for man to be alone. The reason God says it is because the animals start to make fun of Adam because he doesn't belong. I always kind of think like that, you know. He's making fun of me. He doesn't belong. It's not good. This is not good. But it speaks to a fundamental truth. We desperately want to belong, don't we? And yet when we look around, we see all kinds of ways that we don't do community well. Last week, my wife attended our HOA meeting. Don't you love HOA meetings? And you laugh. We should love them, shouldn't we? I mean, we should look forward to an HOA meeting. I mean, these are the people we live around. They are our neighbors, for crying out loud. It is, and yet it's not, and I'm sure yours is fine. Ours is awful. It is awful. Unbelievable. I just, it's, it, no sooner does the, I have come to believe that an HOA might just be one of the closest things to hell on earth, Maybe. It's terrible. No sooner does the meeting start than the complaints start coming in. 
Why did this cost that? I didn't know about that fence needing whatever, and we had to replace this tree with a tree. Why did you do that? And Well, it's, it was in the report that we sent out. And Well, I don't know why you, I didn't know about that. And it, it, it is constant. Then someone else chimes in. Why are you complaining? I don't see you jumping in to volunteer. These are volunteers you're talking to. Why are you complaining? You should, you're not part, all you do is come here and complain. Well, I'm just here to make sure my property value doesn't go down, which is what we all want on our tombstone, right? Didn't let the property value decrease because that is the most important thing in life. But when you're in an HOA meeting, you become convinced that that's actually the most important thing. Not belonging. Right? We don't know how to help each other belong. We forget that we belong to each other. We forget that we belong to God. And when that happens, the only thing left we feel like we can fend for is ourselves. John would call that sin. And here in the third chapter, he stands up in the middle of the crowd that is lodging their complaints at one another and cries out his argument for the opposite. You do belong, he says. See what love the Father has given us in Jesus Christ that we might be called children of God and that is what you are. You are children of God now. No one else in the New Testament says it quite that way. You are, the, you are children of God now. Not in some other time or somewhere down the road. Now. So often we think of being with God as something that happens later, right? It's kind of in our language, you know. Like, we'll be with God when we die. That's often our, our thinking. And we say it that way. Well, they've finally gone to be with God. And there's, it's fine. there's nothing wrong with that. But the thing about that phrase is it tends to lead us away from the present. And John is arguing. John is, is desperately trying to drive home to us that be, belonging to God is something that matters now. Something that should shape who we are and how we behave and how we look at one another right now. That's what John is trying to assure us of. That if in Jesus Christ we do belong to God, then how you live and how you act and behave, treat each other, matters now. Dietrich Bonhoeffer puts it this way. He defines Christianity as community in and through Jesus Christ. We belong, he says, to one another in and through Jesus Christ. We belong to one another in and through Jesus Christ. Community is something God does, he's saying. He says 
that community is not something we make happen. Christian community is something God makes happen that we participate in. It's a reality that we don't create ourselves, but that God does, that we participate in. And the more we see that, the more we can actually believe that we belong to God in that way, not just me, but you and every single person. We, the more we can see that and live that out, the more serenely, as Bonhoeffer puts it, we will see one another. The more we will see others as equals. I don't know if you've heard of BuzzFeed. Not everyone has probably, but BuzzFeed is an online news company. It's got a big following online and a news and entertainment organization. They put out an article yesterday that was titled, How Dallas has become one of America's refugee-friendly cities. And I want to read the first lines of that article. On the day before Easter, the area around Canyon Creek Presbyterian Church in northeast Dallas has the manic air of a massive party. In one corner, a bounce house pulses like an arrhythmic heart Volunteers from the church assist an endless line of kids as they climb the stairs of the giant inflatable slide. Toddlers absent-mindedly drag Easter baskets behind them, trickles of snow cone wandering down their clothes. It's like any other Easter egg hunt you would find with one defining difference. Half of the families are refugees. It goes on to talk about director Samira Page of Gateway of Grace and our partnership with them. And it talks about her and her family themselves, refugees who years ago in the 80s escaped Iran and miraculously made it eventually to the States. And how in their first couple of years, the times that they felt most on the outside were the holidays. Because of our cultural practice were, practices are so vastly different from where they came from. They just, at Christmas, they saw us giving gifts to one another. At Easter, they saw us hiding eggs. And it was, it was moments like that that they reminded that they didn't belong yet. No one should ever feel that way. Not when it comes to God and the things around God and our moments of focus on God. No one should ever feel like they don't belong. That's why we did it. That's why we do it. When someone moves into the neighborhood, the very first job of a Christian is to welcome them. To Live a life that oozes of belonging to God. Oozes it. That's what the church is. That's what the church does. And when it's done well, it's what we do best. 
oozing of belonging to God. So when you look at someone else, no matter who they are, where are they from, what they look like, your very first task as a Christian, your very first task is to see them as a child of God. First and foremost, to see them as a child of God, to look at other people because of your faith as someone who belongs to God and Jesus Christ. And when you can do that, When you can really see every single person as a child of God first, then perhaps you can really start to treat them that way, to treat them, see them as equals. I am charging every single one of us to jump up out of these pews today and march out into the world and become ambassadors of God's belonging. Pattern your life around the good news you have received in the life of Jesus Christ. See what love the Father has given us that we might be called children of God and that is what you are. Be assured of it. Count on it. Live like it. Amen.